0: Welcome, everybody, to Soccer 101. My name is Taylor Rockwell. Uh, on this podcast, we try to make sense of sometimes basic, sometimes convoluted things that might seem obvious, might seem difficult, but we try to get through them to make sense of their history, why they exist, what they mean, how they fit into the sport itself. And today... It's a math episode, Graham Ruffin. Uh, we're <laughs> gonna be talking coefficients and that makes me nervous, but it also makes me nervous because prior to recording, I learned this is a thing that Scotland and maybe you take yeah. very, very seriously.
1: Yeah, so coefficients is, we, we speak about coefficients on the show relatively frequently and, and, and that might not be something that listeners know much about. And I hope that's not me being condescending. Um, it's just that even hardcore European soccer fans whose countries and clubs are impacted by coefficients, I, I, I don't think are maybe aware of how this works because if you're a fan of a, a Premier League team or if you're an England fan or, or something like that, coefficients don't really affect, re- really, those clubs and those teams because Premier League is always going to be ranked among the uh, the top countries in the coefficient table or you know, Man City are always going to be near the top of the club coefficients. But for Scotland... Those rankings have very real material impact on, for example, how many clubs we get into the Champions League. So Celtic getting put automatically into the group stage this season. That doesn't happen if Scotland's coefficient isn't in a good shape. So there are people who track this in Scotland. I would, I would bet that we talk about coefficients maybe more than any other country on the planet and there's a there's that- a particular twitter account called scotland's coefficient it has over 20,000 followers and this is a person who just tweets out um updates on how the coefficient is is doing with every european and continental match so yeah this is a big big talking point in scotland
0: great I want to get into the actual structure of the show, but now I have to ask, what are these conversations like? Because I am now picturing you sitting in a bar with some friends and just being like, do you see the latest rankings? Do you see the latest numbers? I don't know what to make of these. Like, Are you all having math chat over pints, or is it a bit more like, it's ridiculous?
1: Well, it's, it's the subject of ch- chants during matches, Taylor, where we chant 24.15, you'll never sing that, you know, during, during matches. No, what the, what the general talking point tends to be is that Celtic and Rangers, as the two biggest mm-hmm. clubs in the country and the two clubs with money and quality, they tend to be the only ones that rack up any kind of coefficient points. And so the talking point, the discussion is generally that other clubs in Scotland need to find a way to add to the coefficient so that we can. So it's not just reliant on Rangers making a run to the Europa League final every you know number of years or whatever that that tends to be the talking point. So, uh, full disclosure with that in mind, with everything that Graham has
0: just said in mind, is that normally with Soccer 101, we both kind of agree on a, on a general structure, we both do a bunch of research, and then ideally it's, it's a back and forth based on what we've learned, and some of it we agree on, some of it we don't, we have different histories and examples and whatever. In this one, I am quickly pivoting to, I am just going to ask Graham questions, <laughs> and then we're going to go through it slowly and make sure that uh, I am fully tracking, because this feels like one that Graham has the knowledge on and i'm increasingly worried that i do not so graham let's start with a very basic one we've used the word coefficient maybe 40 times at this point in this episode it's a
1: good mark for three and a half minutes in what are coefficients let's start there so essentially coefficients are statistics based in weighted arithmetic hands up i stole that term from wikipedia but i think it works pretty well in this instance so it's, it's weighted arithmetic that is used to rank teams So from that statistics, those statistics, you essentially get a big league table, and from that league table, uh, a number of different things are 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 based on on that league table. Mm -hmm. So confederations use coefficients to decide pots for tournament draws and to decide how many qualification spots leagues receive for continental competitions. So UEFA have, um, two categories of coefficient rankings. They, they have an association coefficient, which is essentially used to rank leagues in Europe. And they have a club coefficient, which, um, again, as the, as, as the name suggests, is, is, is used to, to rank clubs. Until 2017 and, and the introduction of the Nations League, they, they had a national team coefficient. As well, mm. which is actually different to the or was different to the FIFA World Rankings that we all we all know know about. Um, but this was used to rank national teams for UEFA competitions. But the Nations League now essentially does that for UEFA. So yeah, it, it decides um, a number of different things. So when we did the big thing episode about the new Champions League format a couple of weeks ago, the, we talked about the how the pots would determine in this new format how the schedule will be decided. And even in the, in the current Champions League format, obviously the groups, you have a, a pot one team, a pot two team, pot three team, and a pot four team. Those pots are determined by the coefficients, um, of, of those, of those clubs. All right. So a few follow ups
0: from that one, Graham. Let's start with why would you need to have coefficient rankings for clubs versus leagues?
1: So essentially, clubs would be, um, used for pots. Um so if you are so if we look at the, the the club um rankings right now the club coefficient right now the top 10 is Man City in top position uh, Bayern Munich Real Madrid PSG Liverpool Chelsea Manchester United Inter RB Leipzig and Sevilla is the top 10 there is also slightly confusingly there is also a 10 year coefficient, but that is, um, just used to distribute revenue from European competitions. And that top 10 at this moment in time is Real Madrid top, Bayern, then Barca, Man City, Juventus, Chelsea, Atletico Madrid, Liverpool, PSG, and Sevilla. Um, and so essentially, if you are a club, I'm trying to pick a club that is higher than its, um, than it's, than the, the association coefficient. So, for example, PSG. PSG are number four in the club, in the club list right now, but France is actually down to number six behind the, the, the Netherlands. So, the association, I'll just give you the top six here. The association list is England, Spain, Italy, Germany, Netherlands, and then France. And um, so, PSG, It would be unfair if their pot was determined by the association coefficient because they are outperforming essentially their association coefficient. So the association coefficient is is used to determine things like number of qualification spots. So England is top of that list. They get four automatic qualification spots to the Champions League. They get... Was it two to the Europa League and then two to the Conference League? I think Spain gets the same and then Italy gets a little bit fewer. Then Germany gets fewer from that. Then France gets fewer from that. So the association coefficient is used to determine that. And then once you get to the tournament, is kind of where the, the club coefficient comes into play. And you said PSG are fourth currently? At, at, currently, yeah. They're They're number four in the club uh, coefficient. So let's talk about that then or
0: that ranking In the context of how these coefficients are calculated, because that might seem strange to have a team that hasn't won the Champions League quite famously and hasn't even gone that far on occasion. How are they ranked number four? Why is that the case? How do these things work?
1: This is where the good stuff is. This is, uh, I mean, my use of the the word good is subjective there. This this is math class, essentially. I'm going to say, yeah, see, I was going to say, this feels like that point in math class
0: where if you zone out for like two minutes and come back in, you like missed a critical step and now the rest of the class is just like nodding and pretending like you get it. So I'm going to stare at the little green (laughs) dot that tells me that we're recording and I'm ready to listen, Graham. Take it away.
1: Okay, so I'll try and keep this as simple as possible. So let's start go. with the association okay, coefficient. <laughs> let's start with the association coefficient. Um, so certain results for teams earn certain points. So I'm not going to go through the entire list, but a win in Europe will get you two points. ...for the association association uh, coefficient... Mm. ...so these are clubs right... ...I'm not talking about national teams... ...these are to, to determine the quality of leagues... ...so teams within those leagues... ...if they win a game in Europe... ...they get two points... Um, ...qualifying wins get one point... ...then the further a club gets in European competition... ...the more points you get... ...so it's it's four points to make the Champions League last 16... Um, ...there is actually... ...it's the same for the all three European competitions... ...which is some... ...that is a point of discussion... ...if you make the... ...if you win in the Europa League you get the same number of points as if you win in the Champions League. Um, so this is straight from the UEFA site in terms of how they calculate the, the coefficient. The coefficient is calculated by working out an average score. This is where it gets complicated. The, the the coefficient is calculated by working out an average score, dividing the number of points attained by the total number of clubs represented in association in that season's club competition. The resulting figure is then tallied with the result ...of the previous four seasons to calculate the coefficient. Very, very complicated, but there is a mathematical equation uh, behind mm-hmm. those rankings. It is a very similar scoring system and ranking system for the club coefficient as well. Um, so they they use a similar... There's. I'm not going to read out the full list of what you get points for because you get points for things like... Um, uh, finishing top of your Champions League group, or finishing second, or qualifying for the next round. There's a loads of. Lo- it's kind of like fantasy football, actually. There's a loads, of, a load of different points that you get for certain real world outcomes. Um, but in terms of how the club. Coefficient is ranked, and again, this is from the UEFA site. The season coefficient of an association is calculated by adding up the points obtained by all the clubs in a given season in the Champions League, Europa League, and Europa Conference League, then dividing the total by the number of clubs from that association that took part in the three, in, the, in those three competitions. Um, and that is how you get the two rankings for both association and, uh, and 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 for the clubs in in terms of the, the national coefficient, which was scrapped in 2017, it was it was it was a little bit different. I'm not going to go into that because it's not it's not relevant anymore. But the central premise remains the same. The, the more matches that your team wins, the more points they're going to have. And then your league or your club is going to benefit from that in some way. And you mentioned that it was
0: scrapped largely because the Nations League is now a thing and does a lot of this job. Do you like that? Do you like that they got rid of it? Do you like the reliance on the Nations League? Do you feel like it yeah, makes think things so. more or less efficient?
1: So this is where I'm going to be a little bit contradictory, where on the club side of things, it's not so much that I like the coefficient system. I, 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 I you told lie yeah, I Taylor. I'm mm-hmm. not chanting about coefficients at any, certainly not any Sterling Albion match. I'll tell you what our coefficient is in European competition. It's zero. It's very easily to, easy to calculate, <laughs> regardless of whether it's this season or over the last 10 years. Um, so I'm being a bit slightly contradictory here in that I think the club coefficient works as well as it can i can't think of what would replace it but i do like the nation's league system of just having competitive matches and the kind of league a league b and league c and league d tables and rankings kind of deciding qualification pots and and, and so on for the for the national teams
0: while we are on the subject of national teams uh we should mention the uh we'll give them their branding the coca-cola fifa world rankings i think it's still <laughs> coke that sponsors them uh Are there coefficients involved there, or is that just a ranking system that relies on its own math?
1: Yeah, so this is where we can get into semantics, because a coefficient and a ranking are kind of the same thing, and I guess it's just the term that UEFA uses and the term that FIFA uses. But as, I'm a, as, as far as I'm aware, the FIFA rankings are not related to any of the coefficient system that we have uh, just mm-hmm. talked about. But, of course, there is overlap in terms of how they are calculated. Same sort of thing. If you, win a, if you win a match, you receive a certain amount of points. There's a snapshot of time. and Points get wiped off after a certain period. So, yeah, it's a similar sort of premise. And do you feel like when we talk about it then, if we're not talking about national teams... Primarily, we're talking about
0: Europe then and European leagues and European clubs. It exists everywhere. You have different coefficients, but I think largely we're talking about Europe in relation to the Champions League, right? You want to know the allotment of teams, which team gets four or which league gets four, which league gets three, which league gets two, but then you also want to make sure that you are Uh, accurately reflecting the rankings, my assumption would be largely because if you just did a, okay, here are all the teams that qualified. Now we're doing a random draw. You run the risk of having four super clubs in one group and then you risk, run the risk of having three much, or four much smaller clubs in another.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and that is not in UEFA's interest. I have to say that sounds like great to I know. my, that's where ear. I am with so, it. Yeah. Like, um, so, awesome. I'm not a fan of seedings in in tournament draws. So I guess in that sense, I don't like the coefficient system. <laughs> if we got rid of it, then it, w- it would probably produce uh, some better group stage games. Yeah, I think this primarily um, is related to continental competition. So I found that the AFC has a similar system. Mm-hmm. In fact, to my eye, it looked exactly the same yep. with their Champions League. I presume the Copa Libertadores has something similar, but I couldn't find anything on the, uh, on the Comniball website that might, might just be down to Comniball the and their website designers. But I presume they have some, some sort of similar system. But yeah, it is largely determined, uh, it is largely mm. used to determine pan-continental competitions where you don't necessarily have a league table to go on. You know, you have to mash together a number of domestic leagues and that's why you need an alternative ranking. Just finishing writing this down. Graham doesn't care enough
0: to mention CONCACAF <laughs> Champions League. Got that. That's great. Uh, speaking of the Champions League on the European side, Graham, how, how, do the new, how does the new format there uh, impact this at all? What's going to change? What's going to be the same?
1: Yeah, so in terms of the coefficients, so first of all, the, the coefficients were introduced by UEFA in 1997 um, so they did have a, a, a period of the Champions League without having this coefficient system, which is 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 quite interesting when you go back and look at some of the games, I think there are some bigger clubs ending up in, in the same group, so they they did do that for a period, but the, the coefficients have been introduced since 1997, they've been tweaked a number of times over the years, so um, some changes were made, like qualifiers and, and playoff results are now factored in, whereas before it was just results during tournaments. Um, the current system has been in place since 2017 um, and as as far as I can see, and the Champions League is a little bit cloudy on details on how next season is going to work in some aspects, they they, they firmed things up uh, about two months ago but when they voted the change through, but as far as I can see, and maybe Taylor, you have different information. I, I can't see a change to the format of the the coefficients in terms of how it's gonna how it's gonna rank teams. They are leaving that alone because actually the new Swiss system is really reliant on the coefficient model because that is how they're gonna determine the schedule of teams when they're in this this single big league table. Do you ever wish we just had the like the cup winners' cup was
0: still a thing, and then we just had if you won your league, you go into a yeah. a giant knockout competition, that's so and that's easier. actually the Champions League like that. I know that wouldn't make as much money. I know you'd lose the appeal. You want a bunch of your like English and German and Italian and Spanish teams involved, but it would be kind of cool just to get league winners are all in a competition, cup winners are all in a competition, which I guess then would give potential double and treble winners a lot of work to be done but it would be cool to bring back some of those uh older competitions in the meantime graham uh we're gonna exist in the the land of the coefficient you ran through it very quickly let's start with countries which countries have the top coefficients uh when we're talking about europe that is
1: yeah so the association um top 10 is England number one spain two Italy 3, Germany 4, Netherlands 5, that's a talking point at the moment because obviously we talk about the big 5 European leagues and at the moment France is number 6 out of the big 5. Um so that yeah that's interesting. Number 7 Portugal, number 8 Belgium, number 9 Turkey, number 10 Scotland. Woohoo. Hey. Those Rangers Europa League final points are still hanging on for dear life. I anticipate a fall at some point in the near future. Uh, And what about four clubs were we looking at for like a top 10 there? Yeah, so we um, ran through it earlier, but I'll run through it again very quickly. Man City, number one. Bayern, number two. Real Madrid, number three. PSG, four. Liverpool, five. Chelsea, six. Manchester United, seven, which is kind of... Surprising. That's mm-hmm. the, that's maybe one of the most surprising ones. Uh, Inter number eight, of course, made the final last year. Leipzig number nine, Sevilla number 10. They just can't stop winning the Europa League. <laughs> so I presume that's why you, uh, Sevilla are in the top 10. Um, there are always going to be some anomalies. As I say, I'm kind of confused as to how Manchester United are seventh in the club ranking. But yeah, when that's... I think about it, when it's, it's like a three year period, um, that's the snapshot. And I think in that three year period, Manchester United have made a Europa League final right under Solskjaer try. and maybe like a quarter did, did they make the quarter finals last year under Ten Hag so that's that's where that it can get a little bit not confusing but things can be warped slightly and I mentioned this at the top of the show that Europa League achievements get the same points as Champions League achievements and um, which seems a little bit weird to me but I guess the theory there is that by the time you get to the knockout rounds that the bigger clubs are going to be collecting more points anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's a way to ensure there is a greater spread and you don't have countries like Scotland, I guess, sitting on zero points. We do actually have some points to show for in the the rankings. I'm going to assume Manchester United also get points for, as you said, how far they've
0: gone in the Europa League, which makes it all the more... Unfair that teams can drop from the Champions League if you finish third into the Europa League and then go through in the knockout rounds and and make progress and get your coefficient ranking up that way. All that begs the question, Graham, do you feel like they are accurate, basically? I mean, math is accurate, but do you feel like they're a good representation of the caliber of the countries we talked about, the leagues we talked about, and the individual clubs that we've talked about?
1: Yeah, I, I think so. Generally, I mean, would you argue with any? Let's look at the association ones because mm-hmm. I think they're they're easier to kind of get your your head around. Um, England, then Spain, Italy, Germany, Netherlands, France feels about right. I think you could maybe argue. I mean, what would, be the, what would be the contentious ones? Like maybe the Bundesliga ahead of Serie A, but yeah. then you think like AC Milan and Inter made the Champions League semi-final last year. Um, mm, okay. Italian teams mm-hmm. have been doing okay. And like Napoli made the knockout rounds as well last year. So it is it, often, if there's an, an anomaly, particularly in the association one, it tends to be um, a spread of teams versus a standout team. And I think that's... The, the the perfect encapsulation of that is the Netherlands versus France where the Netherlands have you know three sometimes even four teams that are making knockout rounds of the Europa League or the Conference League Feyenoord mm. made the the final of the Conference League last year and so they have a number of teams that are contributing points but then France have like PSG and sometimes Monaco, I guess. Did Marseille do anything in European competition last year? Can't quite remember. So yeah, that tends to be where some can if there's confusion in the ranking, it tends to be because of that that balance. Yeah, you had like
0: Lyon occasionally making the knockout round, I feel like. I feel like they, they met Manchester City in the knockout round like three out of four oh, years, yeah, or something that's like right. that. They made the semis. Year. But yeah. your point is still well taken. That I I guess it does sort of show the, the relative strengths. And then I think when you have the Premier League with the money it has even because there was that talking point, right? That like for all the money, the Premier League still can't beat like mid tier Spanish opposition in the Europa League. And I do think part of that historically was that teams didn't really care about the Europa League. Not that all of them do fully now. And certainly not that all of them care about the conference league. But I think there has been a shift in my mind, at least uh, in England that teams kind of do see the merit of, even if you're not going to win a ton of money from the Europa League, it's an opportunity to get butts and seats in the middle of the week and to get European competition under the lights and especially for conference teams. I think it's, as much as I thought that was going to be a silly competition and still sort of do in certain ways, I think you get clubs that otherwise wouldn't have that opportunity. Uh, It can be an opportunity to play in Europe and and just exist there, but it can also be an opportunity to springboard and, and make those jumps and come together as a club or develop as a club further. So I like what they've done. I like what they've accomplished. And I think the coefficient system... Sort of convoluted as it can be is probably the best way of going about it. And I think it also makes it hard for teams and and i guess previously countries to game the system we talked about this a little bit you and i before we started recording that with the fifa rankings uh for the 2018 world cup uh poland able to game that system pretty effectively by not playing friendlies they had their coefficient or their ranking rise uh so that they ended up in the top eight and they were a pot one team whereas like spain fell out i don't feel like this system allows for that nearly as much or at all so with a few maybe Slight head scratchers like Manchester United, who might seem like more of a standout because of the form they've been in, but then you look at their their runs and it it makes a little more sense. I think largely, I'm in favor. I like the system, yeah. and if it gives you something to talk about with your friends in the pub and scream in the stands, Graham, <laughs> all the
1: better. Yeah, we just love math in Scotland. We're, <laughs> we're we're big math guys. Yeah, so
0: that's that's the first thing I think of when I think Scotland. I think <laughs> math number one for sure. I don't even. I don't think of Scotland as being an anti-math place now. I mean, Edinburgh certainly is a pro-math place. I don't know about, no, don't here know, we but go <laughs> just got to get the digs in wherever I can. <laughs> Graham, uh, any other, uh, points to be made about coefficients, about rankings, about math, about anything else before we call this one, uh, concluded.
1: Well, the, the final discussion point for any Scott when talking about the coefficient is just got to get that coefficient up. We've got to yep. overtake Turkey. We've got to get ahead of Belgium. A couple of years ago, we were actually like seventh. I'm pretty sure we were seventh behind the Netherlands, which felt very, very weird, but we are slowly <laughs> falling down that table again. Well, actually, like, are there ways, do you feel
0: like, to sort of jumpstart that ranking a little bit? Or is it just play a bunch more
1: games or do you have to play games successfully? Uh, yeah, successfully, because otherwise yep. you're not getting... I mean, I guess if you, you... I think you get a point for qualifying, I think that's on the list. So I, you're getting one point if you get into the group stage. But yeah, beyond that, you need to actually win games. Um, So this season, Scotland has Aberdeen in the group stage of the um, Europa Conference League. So that will help if they can win a couple games. They haven't done that so far. They lost to uh, Eintracht Frankfurt in, in their first game. So for us, it's just about having more teams so we get into the situation that the Netherlands are in mm-hmm. where they have multiple teams picking up points rather than the current situation. We're in is sort of like a league on situation where we only have a couple teams doing that. One final question. Uh, forgive me if you've already gone over this, we've
0: gone over a lot. Uh, when you do get those points for the knockout rounds, am I correct in assuming that you don't lose points for losing in knockout rounds? Because yeah. I, I think my understanding was that you want to incentivize that performance and not penalize teams for playing a bunch of games and then losing a final or something like that.
1: Yeah, so once you get those points, they, they're they locked in. You're, you're not losing points. Obviously, once you move beyond the snapshot of time, so it's a three-season snapshot, once you move beyond that then that's when points will drop off so who won the Champions League four seasons ago I can't even remember it was probably Real Madrid let's just say it was Real Madrid (laughs) they will have some points from that dropping off uh you know this season that that's how it works Man, it is funny how you can do
0: that. Like, who won the Ballon d'Or for a while? Ah, it's probably Messi or Ronaldo. Who won the Champions League <laughs> that year? It's a good bet it's Real Madrid if you're going to throw out a team. Uh, so, Graham, thank you for that reminder that Real Madrid reigns supreme always. I don't love it. Uh, but I did love this conversation and learning more about uh, coefficients, even if it came at the expense of revealing that you do not care about the CONCACAF Champions League. <laughs> I still appreciate all of your, your efforts today, my friend.
1: <laughs> thank you, Taylor Rockwell. If they showed it on TV, I would watch it, put it that way more shots fired uh so
0: thanks to graham ruthman thank you listeners for sticking with us for uh listening to this episode a reminder that there are many 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 episodes of soccer 101 in the back catalog we've talked about many different concepts this might be verging on like a soccer 201 sort of episode this is a slightly more advanced one but hopefully we've made enough sense of it or more specifically graham has made enough sense while i have sat and furiously taken notes that involve math uh we will be back next week with another topic until then we'll talk See